Hey guys, welcome back to the Passive Buddies podcast. And as you can see, or you can't see, depending on where you're watching this, we have Brandon Duff, our co-host. And today, guys, we are going to cover NFTs. Are they valuable or are they just a bunch of pixels? Brandon? What do you do when the dream of an online business makes you work harder than a day job would? The answer, you build passive income. On the Passive Buddies podcast, we cover the myths behind passive income and how to build true financial and time freedom. Welcome to the Passive Buddies podcast. Yeah, so you know what? This is a definitely a heated topic because I think that most NFTs are a scam, um, but there are some, or money grab, but there are some good uh, use cases, I think, for NFTs also. So I'm on the fence. I do not buy the uh, pixel related ones that are just, you know, there with no utility or no value that people are just looking to make a quick buck with, um, where end up someone just ends up holding the bag on one of those. And, you know, the owners of the NFT project just go up and disappear and everyone's left with a bunch of pixels and no money. So, um, but there are some use cases and we'll definitely go over those that I'm a big fan of NFTs in this sense. And what are you, what are your thoughts on NFT? Have you purchased an NFT before? So no, I've not purchased an NFT before. So I am definitely, when it comes to on the fence, it's like, hmm, it's like, can I get myself into a world? It's a, it's a limiting belief. It's hundred percent a limiting belief. It's like, as you say, like, can I get myself into a world where I'm buying or paying thousands of dollars for a picture that is just a digital picture. Now, and that's because I'm looking at the just a bunch of pixels. Now, and you mentioned it was quite interesting, the fact that you were like, everyone's sort of just like passing around the the, the money bag. So passing around the NFT until like, basically it's worthless. Um, right. So it was quite interesting that you were like, you you pointed that out, that that does happen. It's like, there's a big like marketing launch and hey, like huge Discord communities. And it's like, right, okay, let's flip our, let's sell our NFTs. Everyone mints them, everyone flips them. And then basically once all the marketing's died out, it's just worthless. Um, yeah, so- I feel like it's hot potato in a sense. Yeah. It's uh, people keep passing the hot potato until someone's, you know, the music stops and that hot potato's in that person's hands and it's burning a hole in their pocket. And uh, it's unfortunate, but it does happen. But there are some use cases for NFTs that I'm a big fan of. Um, gaming, for instance. I've been a gamer all my life. I don't know if you played video games, but I remember paying, playing like 12 hour days in World of Warcraft and spending, all, and I still, when the new expansions come out, I do like spend all day playing. And so, but with like gaming, with these big MMOs and where you build up your character to like this godly level, you can't really sell that. And you can't really sell that character. Or if you try to, like on a black black market or a um, third party site, you can get it taken away and locked, and then either you have to return the person's money because that'd be the the, the nice thing to do, or you can keep the money and they're left with an account that doesn't work. So, what's happening now is a lot of these games are not a lot of these games. Some games are coming out with NFT uh, NFTs for the game. And so what that does is say if I built this character that had, you know, a, a sort of a thousand truths, 
I can take that sword and sell it to another player for real life money. And like Diablo tried to do a real life money market previously, and there was a lot of scams going on with that. But with NFTs, you're able to securely trade um, through a smart contract this uh, sort of a thousand truths for you know some Ethereum, and then take that money and either use it to buy more NFTs or use it to you know pay your bills. Um, I just did a video uh, on my YouTube about how I was able to play this game called Axie Infinity, take the profits and buy uh, things on Amazon with it. And I ended up buying an Oculus, I think it was. And so I was able to use my in-game currency for, that was being made from an NFT um, through a video game and buy real life things with it. Like, like an Oculus or a simulated reality. Uh, and, but I'll give you another example, like our software, we've talked about it in, in previous episodes where we switched to a Web3 platform and people who hold our NFT are able to log into our software and say, for instance, they bought a license and they no longer use it. It's really hard to sell your, you know, a, an account, like a license to ClickFunnels, for instance, to someone else, like it's not really how it works. Um, Zoom, a uh, Zoom Pro, and they ha you have a license key for that, or Discord, whatever like trans license that you would put a serial key into a software. You can't really transfer that license anymore. And NFTs come in, and you're able to take your license or NFT and transfer it to someone else. So like our NFT is a kind of a license to open up our software. And then once you're done with it, you can sell that to someone else. And what I think is really cool is like on the secondary market, when people are buying lifetime uh, licenses for different softwares, um, when, you, when you're done with that license or you want to resell it, the creators don't get a cut because um, they are buying that piece of that license and then selling it. And there's no cut for the actual um, uh, when they resell, there's no cut for the actual creators. So like with the blockchain and NFTs, if I were to sell you an NFT and you're um, a license to our software and you, you know, thought you used it for two years, three years, and you're no longer in that business, say you're only an investor now, you don't need to do organic marketing anymore. You can take that license and sell it to someone else. But when you sell it, I get 3% of the cut. So it goes back to the, the development team, which is kind of nice too, because now it's a win-win for everyone is you're able to recoup some or if not more because of how much more development has gone into uh, the software or you've used it for free and now you're able to resell it. Um, the person gets the, the ability to transfer that license also and to use it until they want to use it. And then we get a, a kickback in a sense for every time they sell it. So it's kind of cool that it's now becoming like a more of a transferable license than an actual like serial number. I think that's what's cool about NFTs. And there's a lot more use cases, but have you thought, are you a gamer? Have you ever put a lot of time in the game in hopes that you could take that time invested in a sense and be able to resell it to someone else without repercussions from the, the, the company? So I have played a couple of games, not to, not definitely not to your level. And <laughs> Definitely, definitely not to your level. So I have played a couple of games and I get like, don't get me wrong, this this episode is literally just going to be about you telling me and convincing me why that I should buy an NFT. And I don't I don't know if it's going to be a good episode or not, because obviously I'm going to be quite 
not on purpose, but I think I'm just going to be quite ignorant. Like, yeah, do it. I just, I, I just don't get it. Like, so for instance, like you were talking about like selling that, like selling the software and like, so the, it's so with them originally your software was a monthly subscription. Now with right. this NFT, is it a one-off payment? So we had both, we have a monthly subscription um, and then we have lifetime memberships. And there's and NFTs so, for both. Um, no. So the, we, it was more of, we had a model that worked and if people wanted to kind of, kind of like that marketing thing, uh, marketing that we talked about previously, where if you can show them the benefit of, uh, going this other way, then we'll add it. So obviously we love the monthly subscription because it's passive, but some people don't want to have a monthly subscription. And that's kind of like me where I'd rather buy a lifetime membership of something um, because I don't have to make any more payments on it. And so we both offer that. Um, that's pretty standard uh, in the software space. And so um, if someone paid me a grand for uh, lifetime access to our software, they can't really transfer that license to anyone else because they are kind of locked in with their email. Um, it's only their email and they can't transfer that email unless, I mean, they want to sell their email, but again, then it comes into a whole other thing. So another option was they buy this NFT that is the same exact price and they can, you know, use our software as long as they want. And at the end of it, if they're, you know, three, four years down the road, they're done doing organic, they switch to paid ads, or whatever a new software, they can take that NFT and sell it on OpenSea on the open market, and someone else can buy that and use our software. Um, and they can price it at any point, price point they want. So if they want it, if they feel that the 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 whole software is then a lot better and they want to sell it for ten thousand dollars, they can sell that for whatever price point they want. It's kind of like selling the lifetime uh, unused key for a different software that is unused. Um, but again, it just really depends on if you know how to buy NFTs or if you don't. It, it, again, it comes down to like your knowledge on what is easier for you. Is it easier to just buy this um, with regular dollars or um, pounds or euros for a, a piece of software with the ability to, to not resell it at all because it's attached to your email? Or do you wanna buy a NFT, which takes a little bit of a learning curve um, where you can do that. But also the thing about an NFT is it's, I don't need your email address. I don't need your phone number. I don't need your name. So it's kind of like anonymous also. So I can just log in with a, a a wallet in a sense, without providing any of that additional information, my privacy, I'm not giving up my email address. I'm not giving up my name to, to get this software. Um, I can buy an NFT and use the software without having them retarget me for ads, without having them retarget me with my, my contact information. I don't have to worry about a, um, a hacking company who hacks and steals all the emails and phone numbers and credit card information of uh, you know a company to use to someone else's company. So there are there cons and pros to each, but it just really depends on what you feel is best for um, your current situation. So let's take a look at the end user. Let's let's stick with the software, obviously, because 
obviously it's something you can talk quite in detail about in terms of your own NFT. Like, so the end user, the person using the software, like why buy it from someone on OpenSea rather than you? What's the, what's so, the benefit for them? Yeah, definitely. So for instance, we can make a limited uh, 1,000. I think we only have 1,000 uh, uh, NFTs. So we can put a limited number of how many NFTs we have um, to access that software. So like people can mint more if they wanted, but it depends on the smart contract. We only made it so it was a limited of a thousand. So it, it is that scarcity marketing strategy um, where there is only a thousand. Gary V did is Gary V had a conference. He had his Gary V conference every single year that he did. I think it's like uh, V con or something like that. And so uh, with that, he just added the ability, if you bought this NFT, this will give you access to all my, um, my um, future conferences. This will give you access to have lunch with me and you know, all these other things. And so it has all this value wrapped behind these NFTs that there's only a limited you know, 8,000 of them. So only 8,000 people can have access to all future Gary V, um, you know, purchase uh, conferences, all, you know, ha having lunch with him once a year, you know, all these different things that you can add to that. But if you, you know, say every, every year you're buying conferences and they're a thousand dollars and you have gone for the last five years, it might be worth it to buy his NFT because it does have so much utility attached to it. So it just really depends on the creator and the value that's being added. But most of the time, as we kind of talked in the very beginning of this, most of them are money grabs um, where it's just the, the person is hand like holding a hot potato. It's whoever's going to be able to sell it last and um, is, end up holding the bag. And so I find that when I buy NFTs, they're only in gaming and software because they actually provide uh, ongoing utility. And instead of just flipping these pixels that um, are worthless. Okay. So two, two things, right? Okay. So there's only a thousand NFTs for your software. Right. Okay. But they can go and pay pounds or dollars and that's unlimited. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So that's sort of like, so you can still get the software like regard, like, so you don't miss out for instance, like if someone really wants your software, they can go and buy it. Um, right. And then, so that NFT, like only having a thousand, it's like, well, if I want it, I can, I can get it. It's just do I want it on an NFT form. Like there is a big thing in crypto that I've noticed is people are very much like, oh no, I'm not giving away my personal data, my personal, like that seems to be a huge, huge thing with crypto, but we'll address that in a bit. Um, and the next one with Gary V and all this utility behind his, behind his NFT, don't get me wrong. The, the values is, I don't know what the price of his NFTs are, but the value is insane in terms of what he attaches to it. But, when he dies, okay, is that not the same scenario as someone's left holding the bag? Um, not necessarily, because I mean it could be, but I mean you look at baseball trading cards, right? Um, you have baseball trading cards that Michael Jordan's like rookie card. Um, I mean he's still alive, but <laughs> if he's if he's dead, you know his trading card, even though he doesn't play anymore, still has value. And it's still being traded today. 
And so um, just like Pokemon cards, I mean, those aren't real creatures, but a Charizard that is reflective is going for, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars versus, you know, a regular card. So it really depends. I mean, on, and it's just like art, right? Like it's all suggest subjective. Mm -hmm. So it, can that go up in value? Yeah, totally can. I mean, he passes away. Um, his son does Gary V con and, um, you know, they do a one-time event where any holder can go to that or go to his funeral. I don't know, just making things <laughs> up, but, um, you know, it, it just like, it's, I think it's just like trading cards. There's going to be millions and millions of Pokemon cards and, uh, baseball cards and hockey cards that are going to be worthless and be pennies, but then there are going to be these rare cards or NFTs that are going to stand the test of time are only going to gain in value over time because they are so rare and there is a limited amount of them. Well, definitely get, I, I get the trading card thing and I miss my shiny Charizard. Um, <laughs> but like, and I, I get that, like what I, I'm still not seeing. Cause like the, basically the, the NFT side, so put like let's put Shiny Charizard in a, in a, into an NFT, which has probably already been done. Um, but then it was backed by all this utility, and that's what strengthens the NFT is basically the value stack on top of the NFT, right? Um, which which I totally get. Um, but then yeah, like for Gary V's instance, where it's like personal time, personal branding, like all that type of scenario. Um, as you say, like if he dies, like what would be the purpose of holding this NFT at that point? Um, like, I know well, you can't really answer that, but you, you can see where my mind's going with it. Yeah, yeah. Like, and whereas yours is a little bit different. It's like your NFT is like you can hold, you can use my software. You can get value from my software. You can make money from you holding this NFT, then putting it into the super sweet tools, which is incredible. And then off you go and go and make money online, obviously with Facebook automatically. Like I get that. Cause there's a, there's an ROI, but like for something like a Gary V NFT, like the ROI is is only there for me in my head, as long as he's around. Like you can die tomorrow and people could still sell that NFT because it's got a use. If Gary V dies tomorrow and all this utility that's backed by, to me, obviously dies with it. Now, this is just me being very, very like probably ignorant as i said at the start of the episode um like so it's a case of like how do you continue and complete or extend the lifetime value of those types of nfts i do not have an answer here i, I totally agree with you i don't have a gary v uh nft because one <laughs> I, i'm not a big i mean we've talked about him a few times but i'm not a, i'm not a big gary v hustle kind of bro fan um, because it's just, uh, you can't just hustle. You, there's a lot more, you need to work smarter, not harder. Um, and I don't think he really talks about that much. It's just the grind and hustle mentality, but, um, but there are a lot of big fans of him. And so, which is great. Everyone has their own, uh, fan, uh, kind of persona that they, they like and they connect with, um, Gary Vee is just not mine, but yeah, I totally agree with you on if he dies, like, what are the what are the benefits of it? Because he's no longer doing Gary V con. He's no longer doing, um, meeting meetups because he's, you know, gone, uh, or past, but, uh,
like a, a trading card. It just really depends on the the perceived value of it, right? Um, kind of what we were saying earlier. Um, and that's why, again, why I don't buy a lot of these influencers who are now getting into the NFT spaces that are based on kind of their own branding, because just like you were saying, if they do pass, like it's not going to add value over time because there's the utility is gone because the utility was the branding of that individual person. And so that's why a lot of the things I do is gaming NFTs um, because the, the games are going to be around a while. I mean, people love gaming. Um, World of Warcraft has been around for like almost 20 years now, I think. Uh, software people, a lot of, I mean, ClickFunnels has been around forever. Um, but I mean, there are other things like being able to, so like we talked about buying a, a ticket from a, uh, a game, and like a, not a video game, but like going to a basketball game or going to a um, baseball game fraudulent car uh, tickets have been, you know, happened quite a bit. People will uh, use a ticket and they'll scan. It'll say this has already been used and they bought it from like a scalper online or offline and they lost their money versus uh, a blockchain is a very viable source. So like, for instance, um, let's say people buy, you know, the, a ticket from the World Series in 95 or whatever, and that ticket will go for a lot, but it's going to get degraded because of, you know, just time goes on, the paper will, unless it's like sealed and all that stuff, it's going to have wear on it versus a blockchain. You can transfer that ticket to someone and have it be verifiable on the blockchain because there's only a limited number of tickets and they can't be counterfeited because the there's a verifiable verifiable address and wallet and it can't be like copied and um, photocopied and changed and then sold to someone else because it's immutable and so um, you know things like that being able to do transactions quicker if you're able to sell real estate I mean how long does real estate take to close on a house I mean it took us like a long time to like get our taxes together because it was in the middle, like middle of tax season. Um, so like, I think it was February. So like we were still getting our taxes in and yeah, it was a whole mess, but, uh, being able to like have funds and do a swap through a smart contract where these are the funds and the funds are there. And then this is the deed to the house and do a swap for an NFT, like monopoly in a sense. So I think that there are going to be some real use cases for this and speed things up and and take and kind of like lean the process of a lot of these uh, transactions that are just, um, you know, kind of like like real estate is just like a, a note on a ledger. I mean, that's kind of what the blockchain is, is just a uh, verifiable ledger. So being able to do these things um, through this like NFTs and smart contracts are going to save a lot of time, but it's also going to get rid of a lot of jobs also because um, technology is just, is just advancing. And a lot of these things that are um, repetitive are going to be kind of gutted. I mean, if we looked at, if you look at how, uh, I mean, this is crazy, but with COVID, how everyone started working from home, people realized that 
a lot of employees are getting a lot more done when they work from home because they're not distracted by all these other uh, work gossip or um, the, the cost of all the overhead where people cost to take people to the workplace. So a lot of these things I think are going to speed up uh, technology and are gonna waste, get rid of a lot of the waste that um, takes with human react, uh, interactions because we're able to use smart contracts to speed up technology or to speed up time, not speed up time, but save time because we're not relying on people, we're relying on computer code. Yeah, and to be fair, like the real estate version, like in terms of that, like NFT for real estate, hundred percent, that should be done. Like that should be because it takes forever. Like it took us like four, four or five months, even to the point like we were so close to getting the house, um, but it was just taking so long. I rang the estate agent, listen, if they don't sort their crap out, I'm pulling. I was like, because it just takes so bloody long. Yeah. Um. So yeah, getting something like that to to like speed those processes up, they they are totally getting. I think they're, they're a fantastic idea in fairness, um, for like for those type of NFTs because they say like just if you can speed speed it up. So where do you, like? It's also it's really brand new anyway, isn't it? It's like right. Where's it? Where do you think it's going and? How like because crypto took what like when did when did Bitcoin I think Bitcoin was the first one wasn't it yeah so like when was Bitcoin like first established uh, a while ago I think in like two thousand seven maybe yeah I thought another seven in right okay and I'd say crypto's probably only really been mainstream what three years depends on the group but I think me like like I got into it about a year ago. Uh, last month and so i've been in for a short while um i would say that it's probably been more in the talk since like 2017 um and then it's been like it had this dying off period and then it's just been growing uh exponentially with a lot of big businesses going in but i mean right now like so i'm with a crypto um token called phantasma and they have uh, upgradable NFTs. So say for instance, you um, have your resume on the blockchain and you go finish a course on how to you know, do agency work. You can complete this course that is on the blockchain and then it upgrades your NFT, which is your resume to prove that you are actually legit and you have like a, a, an immutable um, like course that you've completed now that is like on your actual resume on like an NFT that kind of shows what you're able to do. So like think of it as like a game in a sense where you complete all these online courses and you've proven yourself. And once you've kind of showed on the blockchain that you're able to do this, it's changes your um, your resume to reflect that you've actually done this, which anyone can see versus, you know, having someone to go call your university to make sure that you actually have gone to this, you know, university um, that you've, you know, gone to this school and checking resumes. All this stuff will be public ledger that has been proven based on a smart contract that you've actually completed. And so there's, I think, a lot of use cases um, that are going to be in the future. 
right now it's just a bunch of pixels that people are uh, doing cash grabs for. There are some small uh, companies out there or some bigger companies that are doing gaming. For instance, like, do you remember Farmville? Yeah. On yeah. Facebook? Yeah. So the Zynga Games, the co-founder of that came up to Gala Games and they've launched their own Gala um their own blockchain company that has a game called Townstar that is similar to Farmville, but I bought a NFT for $40,000, which is quite a bit. And so I have an NFT that is a outpost within this game that can, is they're trying to build into a real life economy where you're able to um, like people have a town where they have a stables and you have um horses and you have like a farm plot and you're so you're able to create these resources that are um then turned into products to go slay monsters and those are nfts and so it's it's really they're trying to create a real in-game economy with nfts and through this game and so um and they're the creators of uh Townstar, or not Townstar, of uh, Farmville, the co-founder came to this company and, and is doing this. So um, some very cool things are in the gaming space. I know a lot of cool things are gonna be in the software space. And in the future, I think that with real estate, with resumes, with all sorts of um, ways to kind of make it gamified, I think that it's gonna be a, a really bright future for NFTs. But right now, I think it's in its infancy. It's like kind of like the dot-com bubble where any company that with uh, a dot-com on their name was given hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, and most of 90% of them failed. But we'll see with um, some of these NFTs, like a small percentage will actually come out of this NFT phase versus the dot-com bubble or the NFT bubble. And we'll see some real true utility. Yeah, it's just obviously how how long till that happens? How long does it go mainstream? Because like we said, crypto was roughly about ten years when it started like blowing up. It was like so is is NFTs is now the right time to get in at NFTs or is now like because like Bitcoin's very attractive because it's like the longest. Obviously, it's the most expensive, but it's like it stood the test of time. So yeah. in terms of like diversifying risk, etc., like at what point do you get into NFTs and what you buy? Um, I think it depends on your risk tolerance and um, your own doing your own research. I think that most of the NFTs today are uh, cash grabs besides the gaming ones that I'm into um, because I'm just a gamer also. So um, I'm into that. But if you're someone who is um, just trying to get into NFTs as like a long-term hold, I don't think it's a, a really good time just because I, I don't think that a lot of these NFTs will stand the test of time um, because it is kind of like the, the dot-com bubble where most of these companies will go under. Um, I mean, there are some like blue chip NFTs like Board Ape, Board Ape Yacht Club. That's more for the ultra rich um, where you're spending, you know, $100,000 for a monkey. Um, but you know, it's, it's kind of silly, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's also, they're evaluated at, uh, you know, a couple billion dollars. So, and they get, they have a lot of VC funding and they have a lot of money behind it. So, um, yeah, I think that's, it just, 
I think that a lot of the NFTs today are just a bunch of scams, but the gaming ones I feel that are have some VC funny behind them as a company and they have the audience for it. I think that it, they will do pretty well. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So hold, unless you're, unless you're going to put your NFT to some use, hold off unless you're dependent on your risk tolerance. If you're quite happy to basically gamble at the moment, yeah. then yeah, fine, go and gamble. If you're going to bet red or black, then yeah, fine, go do it on an NFT as well. Um, Unless, as you say, unless there's either a utility or there's there's a purpose for it. That's sort of how we're summing it up at the moment for the, those sexy bunch of pixels. Yeah, I think that um, it is a gamble. I, I mean, a lot of these projects will say that they have a play-to-earn game com- coming. They have, they'll say all these buzzwords or things to make it sound like it, that it's going to be amazing, but they rug pull. So, um, you know, it is, it is a the wild west right now in crypto and so there is regulation coming but um you know if you believe in the technology versus the actual pixels themselves or the crypto tokens themselves then um you're going to do really well i think the technology is where we're headed and a lot of uh, these companies that are um, like microsoft like apple a lot of them are getting into the crypto space um because it's where the money's going Oh yeah, most definitely. It eventually that will it will take over, um, and the more and more mainstream it becomes, the, the easier it's going to get. Um, we just need to get like the the technophobe generation out of the way, yeah. and then it'll be accessible to all. Yeah, and it, I mean it's just uh, to send a wire transfer. You know, takes especially international a couple of days, mm. and it's uh, it takes a long time. And being able to send, you know. $100,000 to buy a house, you know, in a different country can be instant. And uh, if you combine that with being able to transfer an NFT that is a, a plot of land and being able to do that instantaneously through a smart contract, I think is going to be vital versus doing it where you have to wire money and you have to proof of funds and you have to get underwriting and all that other stuff. So, yeah, that makes makes sense. So, so exciting, exciting times and it's exciting times ahead. I mean, just if you look at how technology has progressed, blockchain technology has progressed quicker than any other technology previously. I mean, if we look at the internet, how long it t- took to get adapted. If you look at smartphones, how long it took everyone to get a smartphone in their hands. Um, it's more like more often than not this, or this technology is being implemented and being used much quicker than any technology we've seen in the past. Yeah. Yeah, the uptake's been yeah, I, I get that. The uptake's been a lot quicker, hasn't it? Um, and people are people are more susceptible to moving with the times rather than like digging the heels in as much as what they used to. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Okay. So NFTs, final thoughts. Um, find NFTs that you either like or that you're okay with um losing your ass on because uh, ultimately <laughs> it's it comes down to like if you find the perceived value, you should never invest more than you're willing to lose. Um, never bet like your life savings on it because um, you know that'd be horrible for it to just be you're the one holding the hot potato. Um, but I, I'm in NFTs for the long term and the technology behind it. So I love NFTs, but I'm never going to buy a picture of a monkey because I just don't find the value in it. 
<laughs> absolutely love it uh, guys thank you so much for tuning into today's episode hope you found it useful and hope this has helped in the crazy questions of nfts and i will see you on the next episode step by step thanks so much guys passive income online and the martin strategies behind it then there is a hey guys thank you so much for tuning into that latest episode of passive buddies podcast i hope you absolutely loved it and took so much value from it that you can go and make a difference in your life in your finances in your family's life if you want to know more and if you want to connect with us on a more personal level ask some questions learn step by step how to make passive income online and the marketing strategies behind it then there is a link to our free group below definitely click that link join the free facebook group and let's connect and let's help you to get to your next steps see you on the next episode guys and the marketing strategies behind it then there is a link to our free group below definitely click that link join the free facebook group and let's connect and let's help